Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, and welcome to episode number two. Our topic for these first few weeks is laying the foundation of forgiveness. When our child dies, there are so many people we need to forgive that it can almost paralyze us. Some of the people we need to forgive are obvious to us, and some are not so obvious. Last week, we talked about forgiveness in general and how if we don't have this foundation laid, we can be several years down the road thinking we're starting to do okay and then suddenly crumble. We talked about how forgiveness is a process based on a decision and not based on our feelings. Those are just a couple of the things I touched on. I hope you took away something helpful from last week's episode, and if you haven't listened to it, that you will. Today, we're going to jump right in and tackle a pretty big chunk of this forgiveness puzzle, forgiving yourself. Are you struggling with this? If you are, hopefully by the end of today's discussion, you'll be able to move toward a greater measure of healing in this area and to start letting yourself off the hook. If only I had, if only I knew, if only I was... I'm sure you can easily fill in the blank of at least one of those. The what-ifs and the if-onlys can be pure torture, can't they? Many of us feel like maybe we deserve that torture because of something we should or should not have done. But torturing yourself will not change anything. You didn't know. You did not know. You did not have the information then that you have now. How do I know that? Because if you did, you would have done everything in your power to stop what happened to your child. Think about that. If you had had the information, all of those ifs, in looking back, if you had had that information, you would have done everything in your power to stop what happened to your child. And so that is one reason why you don't need to blame yourself because you are blaming yourself based on information that you have now that you didn't have then. And you can't do something with information you don't have. If you were sitting down with another parent who is blaming themselves, would you agree with them and heap on even more blame and condemnation? Of course not. You wouldn't do that to someone else. We all know what they're going through is hard enough without adding self-blame to their load. You would do everything you could to convince them it's just not true, that they cannot carry the blame. So why are you not doing that for yourself? Why are we not talking to ourselves the same way we would talk to someone else? I want you to release yourself from the torture of blaming yourself. You wouldn't do it to someone else. Don't do it to yourself. I give you full permission to forgive yourself. You have permission to forgive yourself because no one should carry the burden or the blame of their own child's death. Don't play the blame game. It puts you on the devil's playing field, and the person who is guaranteed to lose is you. 
and everyone who loves you and who still wants you and needs you in their lives. God's specialty is bringing life from death. And that includes your own death that you experienced when your child left this earth. Because I think every parent I have talked to who has had a child die feel that way. We feel like when our child dies, a part of us has died with them. We feel like we have died our own death. And I just want to remind you that God's specialty is bringing life from death. And this is where perspective can make a huge difference. I want you to think about where your child is and the freedom they have now. And think about the freedom that you have given them. Now, I'm going to explain what I mean by that in just a second. First of all, I know when people come up to us and say, oh, at least your child's in a better place now. That's like one of the worst things they can say, right? Because their place is with me. They're my child. They're, they're places with me. And I, I understand it's a, they're in a better place, but that doesn't make the pain go away. We all know that. And so I'm, I'm not throwing that at you in the way of somebody who's not had a child die. But I want you to think about where your child is. And if you're afraid that maybe your child is not in heaven, uh, let me just share with you, this was not in my plan, but I just feel like I need to say this. You don't know. You don't know because you don't have all the information. Jesus did everything possible. God loves your child even more than you love your child. All it takes is that moment when your child calls out to Jesus, just like the thief on the cross. All it takes is crying out to Jesus from our heart, and he says, you'll be with me. And so even in that split moment of death, your child could have cried out to the Lord and Jesus said, you're with me. It could have happened when you didn't know about it earlier. It could have happened and they didn't know how to express it to you. It could have happened because they didn't have the words, the Christianese to tell us that they're saved. Maybe they gave their life to the Lord and they didn't want to tell you because they didn't want you to make a big deal about it. There are so many situations. You don't have the information. And I also want to say, if your child died by suicide, that is not an unforgivable sin because they couldn't repent. Think about it. All of us are going to die with unrepentant sins. If I had jealousy in my heart and I die, that means that's a sin I did not repent of. What if I ate at a buffet and gorged myself and, you know, I walked into the sin of gluttony and then I left that place and was killed in a car accident and I didn't repent from the sin of gluttony. Jesus already forgave our sins. That is a done deal. And we receive that gift of salvation. We receive that forgiveness. But our sins were forgiven, you know, from the moment we were born until until that moment of death. And when we receive that, it covers all of our sins. And unrepentant sin, when we die, you will not find in the Bible that keeps us from spending eternity with the Lord. So don't walk in the torment, in the fear of wondering if your child is in heaven waiting for you because you don't have the information. And so to me, I would rather you walk in faith that your child cried out to the Lord and Jesus welcomed your child into his arms instead of living in the torment of fear that they didn't make it. And you will be so much better off if you walk in faith that the Lord saved your child and you didn't know it, okay? So I just wanted to put that in there. 
So thinking about where your child is, and we're going to have faith that that's where your child is. I am pretty sure that your child has already forgiven you and released you from all of those things that you feel guilty about and that you are blaming yourself for. And your child is probably up there saying, stop it, stop it. I don't want you to blame yourself. And when you join him or her, those regrets are going to be totally wiped away forever. So why wait until then? Why wait until you get to heaven and join your child and hang on to the guilt and the blame until then? Release yourself from them right now. There is a book that I recently read that I really want to recommend to you. It's called Imagine Heaven by John Burke. He has studied uh, a lot of the near-death experiences, people who have been declared dead and then either gone to heaven. There are a couple of times where people went into darkness, and it's interesting there. You'll want to read that. You really will. But this whole book, Imagine Heaven, it's so full of hope because you get to read people's experiences who were just on the edge of going in and staying there. And when you read about this, to me, it did something to me thinking that that's where Becca is. It just changes our perspective and it changes how we think about where our child is and and being able to see them again and waiting for us. And it just, it's so uplifting. And so I really want to recommend this book to you. It's called Imagine Heaven. If you go to the show notes for this podcast, you'll find a link there for it, or you can just click right on it and go to the book on Amazon. So that book is a good book for helping us relate to where our child is and being so excited for them that it's hard for us to blame ourselves for them being there. The other thing that I think is interesting that was called to my attention recently that's actually pretty powerful is that you can also have the perspective that because your child died and you are taking on that grief, that deep, dark, suffocating darkness, that means that your child is not ever going to have to know what it is like to grieve your death and to live without you. Most people will at some point grieve the death of their parents. My husband just lost his dad this past summer, and it's been difficult. Even though he was in his 80s and lived a long and fulfilling life, he really was my husband's best friend, one of his best friends. He went to him for so many things, and they spent time together and enjoyed each other's company. It's hard to lose a parent. I know people who have lost their parents, you know, they've been gone for many, many years, and they'll still cry in their pain of missing them at at events or, you know, those grief triggers. So just think about this. You have taken on your child's grief so that they won't have to go through that. They won't ever live life here on earth and have to grieve your death because instead it is reversed and you are the one carrying the burden of the grief of their death. And so that's just another perspective that you can look at that it's like, wow, I I did this. They're never going to experience this the, the kind of deep grief and deep loss that would come when when I pass. So just another thing to think about and another way to look at that. 
The death of a child is the hardest slam a person can have in this life. It actually causes physical trauma to the heart and other organs of the body, along with changes in the brain. It affects us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Another podcast, we're going to go into all of this. This is a huge topic right there in and of itself. But all of this leads me to say that being a spiritual person doesn't automatically erase the painful effects of our child leaving this earth ahead of us. Every fiber of our being knows how wrong that is. Knowing that Becca is in heaven and I will see her again someday in glory still does not bring a God-sized eraser and take away all the pain. Now, the more I think about her being in heaven, and the glory that she's in and the perfection that she's in, it will lift some of that, but it doesn't take it away. At least not for me, it doesn't. I know Psalm 23 is a pretty familiar psalm, and it's, it's spoken a lot at funerals when we talk about death and things. And it specifically says the Lord will be with us when we go through the valley of the shadow of death. Grief is something we have to travel through before we can rise above it. But I've often thought that pain of losing Becca has no shadow. It's just a valley of death. And I don't know a single parent who's lost their child who's not taken a good three years to work their way out of this valley. Actually, I feel like it's more like a pit of death we were thrown into, not a valley we're walking through. And we've got hungry lions of depression and darkness that we have to fight against to be able to climb out of it. And I believe with everything in me that forgiveness is one of the first steps to getting out of this pit. And it is not based on our feelings. It is a choice that we make. When it comes to the death of our child, including the circumstances around it and the domino effects it may cause, we can discover that, well, easily discover, I'll say, that we don't have what it takes within ourselves to forgive, including forgiving ourselves. But God already knows that. And he has made a way for us to be able to forgive in his strength, which is a strength that is so far beyond our own. I want to share a scripture with you. It's from Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14. And it says, Brothers and sisters, I know that I still have a long way to go, but there's one thing I do. I forget what is in the past and try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. I keep running hard toward the finish line to get the prize that is mine because God has called me through Christ Jesus to life up there in heaven. This really is a loaded verse. Yeah, I know that I still have a long way to go, but I am forgetting what's in the past. Now, that does not mean forgetting our child. That is absolutely impossible. But forgetting the circumstances, forgetting the things that I think were my fault that played a part in the death of my child, and trying as hard as I can to reach the goal before me, and I keep running hard because it's hard work. Grief is hard work. And I keep working hard toward the finish line to get the prize that is mine. And you know what to me that prize is? That prize is to see Becca again. That prize is to see your child again. I know we're going to see Jesus. And I know our hearts long to see Jesus. But we have a prize. We have a treasure 
that is in heaven, our child. It says, because God has called me through Christ Jesus to life up there in heaven. We're going to be able to join life up there in heaven with our children and it's going to be glorious and it's going to be wonderful. So once again, I want to encourage you to release yourself from the torture of blaming yourself. I give you full permission to forgive yourself. Again, no one should carry the burden or the blame of their own child's death. These thoughts can torment us, and at some point we have to let them go, or we will forever be brought to our knees from the bullying pain that these thoughts bring. What is done is done, and that includes any regrets, any blame, anything that you think you had a part of in doing in causing the death of your child, whether it was something you did or didn't do. Let me just say, I have met, I have two friends now in this world of bereaved parents that were directly involved in the death of their child. And they have been able to forgive themselves because they know, they know that they know that they know it was an accident. There was nothing they could have done. It it happened. It, it does no good to hang on to it. You can't change the past. You can't change what happened. And tormenting yourself does no good. Like I said, what's done is done. And that includes any regrets, including even not being there with your child when he or she crossed over from life here on earth to the other side of eternity. I know there are some of us that were upset with ourselves that we weren't there with them. And if you could have been, you would have been. So let that go. Release it. You know, I believe in speaking things out. There are a lot of reasons for that. Sometimes if you think about it, when you're thinking thoughts, thinking things, when you hear it spoken, it becomes a lot more real or something all of a sudden clicks. It's different when we hear something spoken than when we're thinking the thoughts, whether we speak it out loud or someone else speaks it out loud. There's something about hearing it spoken that can solidify things more than just when we think it in our thoughts. The other thing is that most of us are aware of the power of words. I believe we need to speak out our forgiveness out loud as often as we need to. And sometimes we might not know what to say. So I have actually put something together for you. And you will need to look yourself in the eye and tell yourself this as many times as it takes for you to start believing it. Now, I'm going to share with you how you can get this, but I want to read this out loud. This is something that I'm going to want you to say to yourself if this is one of the areas of forgiveness that you're struggling in, forgiving yourself. And here it is. I forgive myself for not knowing what was going to happen. I release myself from the torture of blaming myself. This was not my fault. I refuse to take responsibility or blame for something that I could not be in control of. Even if I tried to stop it, I did everything I possibly could. I forgive myself. Now, I just had the thought, I'm going to read this again. And I want you to say these words out loud after me. Okay, we're going to say this out loud. I forgive myself for not knowing what was going to happen. I release myself 
from the torture of blaming myself. This was not my fault. I refused to take responsibility or blame for something that I could not be in control of. Even if I tried to stop it, I did everything I possibly could. I forgive myself. I'm thinking a lot of you may have said that with tears streaming, and those are healing tears. As I said last week, I have a workshop session that I teach on forgiveness when I go out and speak, and I've written out this prayer and other prayers that I will be sharing in the next few weeks that you can get by going to the show notes on our website. There will be a place there where you can just give us your name and your email address, and we will send you all these prayers that we're going to be doing over the next few weeks so that you have them in front of you and you can say them over and over and over again over yourself as many times as it takes. Just real quick, those show notes are at www.gpshope.org slash podcast slash two. And that's where you're going to find those prayers. I want to pray over you right now. So, God, many of us feel like it is impossible to go on with our lives without our child, and yet we also know that somehow we have to. We still have a purpose, and we still have people who need us. Even though we're so angry and confused that you let this happen, we have nowhere else to go for hope. We have nowhere else to go for peace. We have nowhere else to go for healing from this tormenting pain. So we cry out to you, God, to minister to us in our darkness, in our pain, and in our brokenness. Be the healing salve that we so desperately need emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Be the light in the darkness, no matter how tiny that light glimmers or how far in the distance it is. God, be exactly what we need for each moment that we need it. Wait for us with your mercy when we rant and rave and yell at you. Wrap your arms around each one of us and hold us when we cry. Remind us, Lord, that this life is only temporary and that our children went ahead of us and will be waiting for us, allowing that truth to be a soothing comfort instead of a tormenting stab. Show me and every listener how we can live in a way that honors our child's life. And even though it ended way too soon, God, I thank you for the fact that you allowed me the blessing of being Becca's mom. And may these parents be able to feel the same way in time. Especially, God, help those struggling with guilt and self-blame to be able to forgive themselves. You are not holding them guilty, God. Their child is not holding them guilty. And anyone who says that they are at fault has no right whatsoever to judge the situation. Let them be determined to choose to forgive themselves, not based on their feelings, but based on the truth that he or she is not to blame for what they did not know and they could not stop. God, please give each of our children a huge hug and let them know how much we miss them. And thank you for hearing our hearts and our prayers, both what we have said and what is still in our hearts left unsaid. And I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
I hope this has helped you today. I hope it helps you with your struggle of having a hard time forgiving yourself. Listen to this podcast again if you need to. Get those prayers and pray that prayer of forgiveness over yourself over and over and over again until you are released, okay? And now... It's time to recognize any birthdays in the coming week. Every week, I am honored to be able to celebrate your children with you. And this week, we are celebrating Adam Sharp. Uh, His birthday was actually before this podcast, but since this is the second podcast, his mom just now got the date to me, and I'm not going to wait until next year. So Adam Sharp, his birthday is April 21st. This is his fourth in heaven. He is forever 19, and he would have been 24 this past Easter. So, Adam, happy birthday from all of us in heaven. I also want to acknowledge Abigail Jane, lovingly known as Abby. Her birthday is April 25th. She is forever 18 months old. She would have turned four years old this year. So, Abby, uh, happy birthday in heaven. We hope you, uh, well, we know (laughs) you're enjoying your time there, but we miss you. Your family loves you and misses you. If you want your child's birthday recognized on the podcast, go to www.gpshope.org slash birthdays. There will be a short form there for you to fill out with the needed information. And there's also going to be a link to that in the show notes. If you don't have something to write that down or you're afraid you're going to forget, it's just gpshope.org slash birthdays with an S on the end. Or you can also go to the show notes. Thanks so much for joining me today. Also, you can go to the show notes for the link to the book I talked about, Remember, and also to request a copy of the Prayers to Speak Out Loud. I'll tell that to you one more time. It's www.gpshope.org slash podcast slash two. And I just want to maybe have you consider having me come and speak for an event that you might be putting together or an event at your church that needs a speaker, someone that will come speak hope and encouragement. I love to come meet with bereaved parents groups, even just to join the group and be a part of you. We are going to be in Wisconsin until October. That's our home base when we're not traveling in our Hope Mobile. And so we're going to be in Wisconsin until October. So anywhere, you know, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Illinois, even into Indiana, we can travel over the summer. And we're going to be putting our travel schedule together for October through May. We're going to be heading to the Texas, Arizona area. So anywhere in those areas or on the way down, Missouri, Oklahoma, or back up to Wisconsin, if any of those areas that I've listed you're in and you want to see if we can get together, even if it's just going out for supper, we've done that with a lot of parents. It's like, hey, we're in the area and we just make a a time and we set a time and meet at a restaurant for supper. We would love to get together with you. So email us. Email us at office at gpshope.org with where you are, what you have in mind. We're open, like I said, to anything from speaking at a church event to bereaved parents group or just meeting up for coffee or supper, getting a group together, whatever you want to do. We just want to spend time with you. We really do. So email us at office at gpshope.org. 
and we'll see if we can make it happen. Next week, we are going to be talking about forgiving those who have hurt you, which is very timely with Mother's Day coming up. So I hope that you can listen in. And if you know someone who might be interested in this topic, please make sure that you let them know about it. Let them know we're here. This is Laura Deal reminding you to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.